Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We were speaking to Nadine Nakagawa. She's a new Westminster City Councilor. Uh, she was at the Lower Mainland Local Government Association Conference at Harrison's uh, this weekend. And uh, there was a motion before um, the group there. The motion, of course, um, basically was asking to change the Residential Tenancy Act uh, and make landlords responsible for not only just heating of a, of a property, a rental property, but also its cooling. Now, it didn't pass. Uh, and, uh, and as Ms. Nakagawa said, it was, it was not meaning to be prescriptive in that saying you have to have an air conditioning system, but a cooling system. So those types of policies, um, you can debate in regards to what the cooling system would be. Uh, but, uh, you know, it may come back again. But it did uh, raise the bigger question of what do you do when you live in a home and what, what should the cooling system be? Uh, I wanted to talk to Vancouver City Council Sarah Kirby Young, who was at that conference as well, a little bit about Vancouver and what we can expect in the months and perhaps years ahead in regards to uh, cooling of our residents in an era of climate change. Sarah Kirby Young joins us now. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. Hi, Jeff. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you as well. I know we've had great weather this week. This is a rather cool day. You don't need air conditioning today and probably not the best day to, to, to have this conversation, but it was before the, uh, before the conference, and I think it's important. Um, is there a conversation, just uh, maybe perhaps let's start with the bylaws and rules. Um, where do we sit now in regards to providing a cooling system in new homes here in Vancouver? So what I can tell you is a few things, um, and that is that the majority of, I think, new buildings are being built, um, strata, um, definitely, condo, all condo, and the majority of rental and non-market development are already incorporating mechanical cooling, but there is a small number that do not. So what we're doing in Vancouver um, is that effective this year, the four- to six-story residential buildings will have that requirement to have a cooling system, right? can be air conditioning, heat pumps, et cetera. And then in 2025, we're doing the commercial and uh, seven-story plus buildings uh, to in, to require that any remaining folks that are not already doing it themselves, that that will be in place by 2025. And the reason for the longer timeline on the taller buildings is that typically um, the process to develop and build those buildings is a lot longer. And so rather than folks having to change course where they have projects that are in stream, that provides more time for the adaptment. Um, of those taller multi-family residential. And what about uh, single-family homes or even townhouse complexes? Yeah, single-family homes where it's not, it's really been incentive programs uh, which are available through the province and City of Vancouver has participated in supporting those too to provide a positive incentive for a single-family homeowner uh, to go and consider uh, a heat pump when it's, you know, time in their existing equipment is up for renewal, but um, our focus really from a regulatory perspective in Vancouver has been on the multifamily residential, not the single-family homes. Mm -hmm. What did you think of uh, what Ms. Nakagawa was talking about? Uh, She says, look, I'm a renter. Many of our um, elected officials, municipal, provincial, federal, are homeowners, and they don't seem to understand uh, that this is there's an urgency to this, and it didn't pass. Uh, What did you think of the, the motion itself? Uh, well, I, I supported it, and I supported that resolution, and I actually think it's incredibly important because it's life safety. 
Um, we're always balancing affordability for new homes with um, other considerations. But from a life safety perspective, and I think you talked about it earlier, we had hundreds of people that died in their homes because temperatures were going north of 26 degrees, and that's the limit that these cooling systems, um, or the maximum, I should say, would allow, because after that, people's health is severely threatened. And so I think, personally, it's unconscionable if we are not putting these systems in place. We've got about 52% um, folks in the city of Vancouver who are renters Mm -hmm. for existing, and then for new folks that are moving here and coming in, that's north of 60%. So you're talking about the large majority of your population who I think deserve to ensure that they can wake up the next morning if you have a major heat dome. What do we do with, how do we help residents who live in older buildings? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked that question, actually, because um, one of my colleagues, Council Class, and brought a motion last month in April. It was supported unanimously at Council, and it was to look at a incentive program to help retrofit some of the older buildings, the older multifamily, thinking everything from care homes, condos, rental apartment buildings, um, and we should... Uh, be getting a report back on that, I think, fairly shortly. And I, so I think that's an initiative the city of Vancouver is taking, mm-hmm. recognizing that there's a gap, obviously, in those older buildings where you want to maintain some of that affordable rental stock, but you also want to make sure that people have the same kind of quality of living that folks in the newer buildings do. When you say cooling system, especially for an older building, what would that be? Would be that be like a, a, a heat, uh, cooling, like a pump system, or would it be the ability to buy a cooling system from uh, you know Canadian Tire for five hundred dollars? Yeah, I think we, I think we want to be flexible, and so we're looking at options around that. It really it does get more complicated in some of the older buildings, depending upon what they have in terms of the HVAC, um, or, you know, or sort of older systems in those buildings. So I think flexibility is important there in terms of adaptation. But I know that heat pumps are becoming a more attractive option, especially if there's incentives available. Mm-hmm. Do you see Ms. Nakagawa and the motion Ms. Nakagawa was talking about, do you see that being introduced once again um, at that conference, perhaps next year or uh, to the UBCM eventually? I mean, did, is this is this the last that we've seen of that motion or do you think it'll come back? Oh, I don't think it's the last we've seen of it. Um, I sit on the UBCM uh, executive um, so we've got our annual conference coming up in September, um, and so I suspect that somebody from one of the you know hundreds of municipalities across the province is going to bring something forward, and that'll be a point of discussion at the September conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for your time. No worries. Have a great Friday.